Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true. They can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yes, and you can find full Vikings free agency coverage on ScoreNorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com. And tonight we're going to be hanging out doing another NFL Twitter and Vikings Twitter watch along. If you want to hang out with us, we'll live stream that on Twitter on Facebook, on Twitter. Facebook's been down all day. It's a big crisis. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Sad day. Yeah, down. Yeah. You won't be able to see your uncle's borderline racist uh, rants anymore. (laughs) Oh, darn. Won't be able to see uh, Aunt Sally's political panderings on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be live streaming on pretty much the platforms that are not down tonight from 630 until like 730. Whatever is still up and running. We'll be there. We'll we'll try to. Yes. When I first saw this plan for our uh, football free agency frenzy bonanza, I thought I'd get burned out on it. I thought I would get free agency fatigue, uh, but I'm still feeling I'm still feeling pretty good. Really? I'm, I'm still in this thing. Man. Yeah. I feel like I may reach free agency fatigue with Danny Cunningham on the watch along, though. <laughs> with his Browns all of a sudden relevant. He's wearing a Browns shirt. I know. Too. He's just going to sit there and be all obnoxious. I don't know people own those. Well, he, I, he must have had that thing in storage because... <laughs> Up until this last year, nobody was wearing brown shirts outside it? of a Cleveland Browns. Have you ever seen him wear a brown shirt before today? In, in the in the months that he's worked so, here, no. okay. Based off his Twitter feed last night, I would have hated to be one of his neighbors, and I might call whoever is in charge to just get him booted for what he did. What did he do? He was apparently just screaming and yelling about <laughs> them trading for Odell. Hey, he's in his mid twenties. <laughs> yes, that franchise came back in 1999, so 20 yeah. years. This is the first time they've had actual expectations and relevancy in his lifetime. That's so we'll true. Let Danny Cunningham. That's true. Have this so while he winds down a wolf season. The utter heartbreak of having expectations and just watching it just crumble underneath. But the first time you have expectations, it's not like it's fun. Yeah, it's it'll be good but for then Browns watching fans. it. Crumble underneath is no fun. Yeah. So just rapid fire real quick. If you're just tuning in, getting in your car, you're listening live on AM 1500 or live.scorenorth.com. The Vikings made it official with the Anthony Barr and Shamar Stefan contract signings. Trey Waynes 
His contract is now fully guaranteed as of 3 o'clock today, so the Vikings did not cut Trey Waynes. He was not a cap casualty. Cordero Patterson to the Bears, Adrian Peterson to Washington, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets, Mark Ingram to the Ravens, Dolphins making a late push to sign Teddy Bridgewater. And the only thing we left out of that last hour, guard watch 2019, gentlemen. Mm. That's right. Do we have guard some dramatic bed for this? If you want it. I need it. All I right. don't want it. I yeah. need it. And we're, we're talking offensive guards here, okay? Football. Right, not NBA shooting guards or point no. guards, no. I have a list. Talking about big fat guys who move other big fat guys out of the way. The Vikings need one of those guys. Yes. They they decided to uh, to splurge on Anthony Barr, and so they were out on the Roger Saffolds of the world. Mm-hmm. But I have a list of the top guard free agents that were on the board a couple days ago and the ones that still remain. Would you like to go down this list and Please. see just like where do things stand with the Vikings trying to find guards? Guard watch. I would like to see where I stop knowing who these guys are. How far down your list we have to go before I'm like, who's that? There's one here that you'll... So Roger Saffold off the board. Four mm-hmm. years, $44 million to the L.A. Rams. Uh, Mark Glowinski. He re-signed with the Colts for three years, $18 million, 27-year-old right. guard. Number three on this list here is T.J. Lang, 31-year-old guard for the Lions, former Packer. I know T.J. Lang. I like T.J. Lang. We used so, to have him on our show weekly. Still hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramon Foster, 33-year-old guard. Oh, he Steelers. resigned with the Steelers, did he not? Yep, he's okay. off the board. Two years, $8.25 million. Lang is still available. Uh, uh, J- uh, is it Jamon Brown, guard, Giants? He signed with the Falcons for three years, so he's off the board. Is this in order of like the, the best to worst? Yeah. Okay. AJ right. Can off the board, resigns with the Jaguars, three years, $15 million. And then we get to... Uh, is it pronounced Andy Levitre? Levitra? Now we've officially reached the people I don't know, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, he was one of many talented Falcons to be lost to injury in the first couple weeks of the season. Was definitely missed, but he'll turn 33 this offseason. Could be in decline soon, but he is available. Josh Sitton also, 33 years old and on this list as a guard. So there are some guards, but they're all like really old in football years. And but you might get a bargain out of them and catch lightning in a bottle. And if they if you can put them in the right system, then you you might have something there. And maybe and that is why you brought in Gary Kubiak to get more out of the talent that you put along your offensive line, especially your offensive line, the whole offense, but especially the offensive line and the blocking schemes that he he has and will continue to des- to design and draw up. So maybe a sitting or a Lang is is the perfect guy to get in here and and for a year at a bargain. See if you can find the right fit for him and catch lightning in a bottle. Guards. Mm. Mm. Meat, potatoes, <laughs> and guards. Uh, I'm curious about this list of most and least desirable NFL destinations according to agents. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see that list before free agency and where the desirable free agents and players actually want. Yeah, I don't know when this poll was conducted, but for it to come out, I think it was, uh, let me see when they uh, they published this thing. There is no dateline on it. Uh, but for it to come out, well, oh, no, it was just published yesterday. So some of these moves have had already been made when this was ready to go to print. And this is from uh, Robert Klemko, who talked to 15 NFL agents and asked him this question. If you polled your clients about the most and least desirable teams to play for, which teams do you think would end up in the top five and which do you think would end up in the bottom five? 
And the agent said there are so many factors to consider and every player is different, one agent told them. But typically we look at winning culture, tradition, opportunity for playing time, income tax laws, market, area of the country, and sometimes weather. Another agent said it's an interesting question because players don't really know, so they just look at city and nightlife and a bunch of bleep that doesn't matter. And the third agent said, uh, I think most players take the most money regardless of location. How dare they? As they should, said another agent. But when it's equal, that's when this debate gets interesting. So the top five destinations in the NFL for free agents, according to these 15 agents, number five was Atlanta. Number four was the Rams. Miami and Seattle got the same number of votes. They essentially tied for second place. Miami's great because it has nothing to do with the actual team. Right. People just want to live in Miami, right? And you know you're going to go there and lose. That's what the Dolphins do. But you're really going to win. But right. it's Miami. You're going to win in life, but you're going to lose in football. Yeah. And then uh, the number one destination is Dallas. Okay. It's interesting. So you've got... Well, what's the other What's the other side of the list? The least desirable... Cleveland's on there, right? Number five is Cleveland. Number four is Detroit. Three is Cincinnati. Jeez. Two is Oakland. And oh, number wow. and number one is Buffalo. So, well, four of those aren't entirely shocking. Oakland is a little shocking in that it's so close to San Francisco, there which was, is a very desirable place. It's going to take a big jump up that list yeah. when it goes to Las Vegas. And th- it'll be was, in the top five at some point. That was, a qual- that was a qualifier that a lot of the agents made, that when they make the move to Las Vegas, the Raiders almost instantly go from bottom five to top five. Yeah. Uh, and Buffalo number one is not that much of a shock. If you, not I think you can get away with you know the Vikings have had a good franchise and they play indoors and it's metropolitan and it's there's a it's a big city and you're only there for for the NFL season. You're only really cold from like late November until January, and then once the season's over, you spend Go the rest back. of the winter yeah. wherever you live. Right. So it's so the 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 Vikings are probably better off on that list than the Timberwolves would be, or if you're a baseball player and it's just a non-starter for you to play in September, fingers crossed, October, and March slash April, at least you get to play indoors if you're a Vikings player, which, of course, you're going to battle me and say, well, why don't the Twins put a roof on that stadium? And that's a whole other segment. Thank you, but we don't need to get into that right now. But the funniest thing about this is when you look at those bottom five teams, Buffalo, Oakland, Cincinnati, uh, Detroit, and Cleveland, arguably... Cleveland, Detroit, and Oakland have added the most talent since the free agency legal tampering period began. When you look at the trades and free agent signings that those three teams have made, they've acquired the most talent over the last three days. And not just of the teams on these two lists, of anybody in the NFL. So obviously, these guys will go to a less desirable situation. Yeah. For the right reasons, and that's usually a lot of guaranteed money. All right, if you guys were a free agent and you had to rank these three things, in what order would you rank them? Winning, mm-hmm. let's say winning slash organization, mm-hmm. all kind of in one. Money mm-hmm. and city slash location. In what order would you rank those priorities? I think for me it changes based on what sport I'm playing. Because if I'm playing football... Then I'm going money because I want as much money as I can as quickly as I can make it because I know my career is not going to last that long and my brain probably isn't going to last that long after I get out of the sport. If I'm playing any other sport, it's probably going to be organization. Yeah, for me, it's probably across the board the same regardless of sport. It's money, winning, and then city. 
Yeah, I had written down winning money and then city, and I put winning. Well, city, we're all in the Twin Cities here yeah. of trying to trying to dig our way out of nine feet of snow. So <laughs> no, now we're swimming. Obvious. Now we're swimming through puddles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. I swear to God, my entire walk this morning with my dog, I was either on ice or in ankle deep water. Yeah, the entire walk. Welcome to March in the Twin Cities. Lovely. Yeah, and this is this is gonna the flooding's gonna be really bad. This, it, and there's some flooding usually. Was this that time not of year, in the recruiting pitch, Phil Sanchez? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, here's some lovely that. pictures of the Twin Cities <laughs> during the worst time of year. Yes, uh, I put money too because if I'm gonna make millions of dollars, this is where I've always been perplexed. Like the Anthony Barr stuff that's come out the last couple of days, he's making thirteen and a half or fourteen million dollars a year on his contract with the Vikings. Turned down $17 million a year on a contract with the Jets, which, like, my head's exploding. The Jets were going to pay him $17 million a year. And the reports are he turned down millions to go play for the Jets, to which I say, okay, but what can I do with $17 million that I can't do with 13 or $14 million? At oh, that that's point, not- it's about organization and location and other things. No, that's not how I look at it. That's That's a huge sum of money, no matter how much money you have. An extra $4 million is a, it's an insane amount of money. But now, you already make an insane amount of money. It doesn't matter. But what, but what I thought when I saw that was cost of living. Like cost of living in New York versus Minnesota, it's got to be 30 to 40% higher, if not more, you would think. So that probably makes up when you, when you talk about uh, a place to live, uh, gas, taxes, everything that goes into cost of living, groceries, you're probably you probably make that money up over the course of a year, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have my my. I'm actually I'm pulling up a cost, cost of, of living, living calculator <laughs> as we speak. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, but okay, but like even forget about cost of living for a second. I just like for me, if if someone offers me, and let's say it's let's say you uh, it's all equal, okay? So cost of living is equal, and you give me it's 15 million, or you give me 18, or 14 million versus 17. I don't care about that gap. I want to play for the team that's going to win, and that would be the Vikings. And we had this debate about Kirk Cousins last year, too, that Kirk Cousins was weighing an offer from the Jets, $30 million a year, an ironclad guarantee contract three years, and the Vikings were offering something less, and it wound up being $27 million a year. And Judd's stance was, oh, like, you take the, you take the $30 million over the $27 million. I'm like, that's not a big enough gap for me to choose the Jets over the Vikings. The Jets are one of the worst franchises in NFL history. The Vikings, albeit not a Super Bowl champion, are actually one of the best non-championship winning franchises in the four major professional team sports. They don't have three and 13 seasons outside of like once a decade. Right. So at least I know that it's a franchise that's competent. Uh, both locations are cold. So if I can just, if I can deal with Minneapolis not being as big of a market as New York, why would I pass up? For $3 million a year, and I'm already going to make $27 million, why would I ever pass up those other good things? That's, See, that's my logic. And, you're, and you're like, I'll take the three. <laughs> yeah, give me the extra $3 million. That's going to come in handy. If not for me, and if not for my children, then for my grandchildren. So, yeah, give me that extra $3 million. I just looked it up. I, I pulled up the cost of living calculator. It's 66% higher, the cost of living, in New York than it is in Minnesota. He, he made money. For sure. By turning down the extra money he was going to yeah. make in New York. When you factor in cost of living, Anthony Barr actually made money by staying in Minnesota. That's another reason, by the way, why Las Vegas and Miami slash Florida are going to be on. Like Las Vegas will be on this list and uh, Miami, great location and no state income tax. A lot of baseball players 
like Joe Maurer, I think pretty sure Joe Maurer established himself as a Florida resident and his all the money he made on that contract, I'm pretty sure it was uh it was residence Florida, not residence Twin Cities for tax purposes. Really? Like athletes do that. Just go visit your home you know, enough. Send your wife down there. Makes sense. To make sure that you're a resident. They they give you the option to put in your current income on the in the cost of living calculator and then they'll tell you what you need to make in the in the other city. Yeah. So if you make thirteen and a half million in Minnesota, to maintain your standard of living, you have to make over twenty two million in New York. Okay. So he literally made money by staying here. It was the sound financial decision, not just probably the better football team, but it was the sound financial decision for Anthony Barr to stay in Minnesota. So what's Le'Veon? I wonder what Le'Veon Bell's excuse was then. <laughs> yeah, considering what a couple months ago he said, sixty million wasn't enough to run for the Jets. Yeah. When we come back in other news, and then we'll wrap with Royce a little bit later on. In other news. Oh, we have an open. We do now. It's official right. now. Yeah, that's right. I like it. It's a highly, highly produced segment now. It's official. Outstanding. Uh, so, would you like to uh, start us off? It's midweek, and we thought we'd give you a break from all the sports, even in free agency frenzy bonanza. So it's time for in other news. In other news. Oh, Phil, let me hit this again. All now. right. In other news. <laughs> Bill, you ever left something in an Uber or a Lyft by any chance? Wallet, um, besides, phone. besides my dignity. <laughs> yeah, no, something actually tangible and physical. I don't think so. No, never, no. nothing. Jonathan, I've never left a phone in an Uber. Really never ever? taken one. So, oh, really? Oh, they don't. Well, I, you're, yeah, you I live like four hours the, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They're not where I'm. I so. Jonathan jetties in every morning for the show. <laughs> He's uh, like Kobe. He takes a helicopter in for every game. Part of this contract. Um, CNN. CNN recently uh, surveyed and compiled a list of some of the weirdest things that have been left behind in Ubers. Listen to some of the stuff people have left behind in Ubers. Some of it is just weird stuff. Like, why does anybody own that? And some of it is like, how do you forget that in an Uber? Someone left behind a pack of hair and brown brush shaped like a foot. Um, A pack of hair? A pack of hair. What? And a brown brush shaped like a foot. These are all New York City like, Uber drivers. Like a it. like a wig or I don't know, shaved man. hair off of a body in, no. in a bag. Another guy left deer antlers and a welding helmet. Why? Oh, don't judge that too harshly. <laughs> why do you own on, those two things at the same time? You I'm haven't confused. lived. You haven't lived until you've left deer antlers in a lift. Okay. <laughs> One Gucci flip flop. Just one? Just one. What happened to the other one? I don't know. A salmon head. A professional grade hula hoop, which I didn't know was a thing. Did you know there were professional grade grade hula hoops? Exactly. A Lego championship wrestling belt. That was Phil. A Babe Ruth side (laughs) baseball. Or a limited edition Chance the Rapper Starbucks gift card. Here's the full list. Those are just some of the weirder things. Here's the full list. Somebody left behind... An eight-week-old coffee-colored chihuahua. A dog. An actual dog. Alive. Yes, a live dog. I hope it's alive. A black faux fur neck cuff in a size large. A photo of a New Year's kiss. Six chicken tenders from 7-Eleven. That is a travesty. How dare you leave behind those six chicken tenders? What the hell are people doing? What is wrong with people? How dare you leave perfectly good chicken tenders inside the back of a lift? Breast pump with breast milk. Left behind in an Uber. Hmm. Small handmade cat puppet. 
Now I'm just picking through some <laughs> A red pouch with a hammock inside that says hang loose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Who was in charge of collecting all of these things? Are there is there photo evidence of these things? A red lobster tail. Because you could just make a band that I could like I could email the author of the story and say, yeah. Boy, I left my nipple tassels and a nine iron in the back of you the lift. You know what? Again. You're right, because this can't be real. About my boss today. This can't be real, and whoever this is, you got problems. Ten pounds of pulled pork and ten pounds of pulled chicken left behind <laughs> <in the> Uber. <laughs> that can't be real. That can't be a real thing. You could have left it in the trunk, going to to an airport, trying to smuggle some pulled pork into Delta. I don't know. And number 50 on the list of the 50 weirdest things left behind in an Uber in New York City. A small plush toy of a cat eating a pizza slice. Oh. What's wrong with you people? That is, that is amazing. Uh, in other news, this is from the HuffingtonPost.com. A mother traveling from Saudi Arabia to Malaysia had the scare of a lifetime this past weekend when she suddenly noticed she was traveling a little lighter than she planned. The woman had somehow left her baby at the airport. What? Kevin! What? (laughs) The Saudi airport? At least Kevin was left at home in Home Alone. He wasn't left at the airport. Well, what's worse, though? Did you get you leave your kid at home and you get to the airport and get on the plane and then realize if I'm a kid, I'd much rather be left at home than alone in an airport. Yeah. The uh, the airline's flight was in the sky when the woman realized she had forgotten her child. Golf News reported the mother informed the flight crew that her baby was back at the boarding area of a terminal at King Abdul Aziz International Airport. There's actually an audio recording in a different language of a pilot requesting permission to return the flight back to the airport. May God be with us, the pilot said. Can we come back? (laughs) (laughs) The pilot asks the on-duty air traffic controller, who is understandably confused about the protocol, quote, this flight is requesting to come back, the controller explains to a coworker. A passenger forgot her baby in the waiting area, the poor thing. The pilot chimes in, I told you, a passenger has left her baby in the terminal and she's refusing to continue the flight. Well, what? Uh, what? Not sure she has a choice. She doesn't have a choice in this whole thing. Luckily, the flight was allowed to land. Quote, okay, head back to the gate. The air traffic controller responds, this is a totally new one for us. Huffington Post reached out to the airline to see if the mother and child eventually made it to Malaysia, but there was no immediate response, so I guess we don't know. The wrong people were asking for permission. They shouldn't be asking for permission to turn around and go back. She should ask for permission to keep that baby. Like you, j- This is why we need to give licenses to people before they're allowed to procreate, because that's somebody who obviously should yeah. not be a parent and should not be responsible for another human life. So, I mean, like, when, when I leave my house... Or when I go into, let's say, uh, I don't know, an airplane, uh-huh. I always check for three things. Well, four, backpack, for one, if mm-hmm. I'm a carry-on. Yeah. Wallet, phone, keys. Sure. Wallet, phone, keys. Wallet, phone, keys. Like, constantly, wallet, phone, keys, and sometimes because I'm addicted to it, chapstick. Wallet, phone, keys, chapstick. I've you do chapstick a lot. I'm a big chapstick yeah. guy. Especially this time of year, I get sure my lips hurt real bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a Napoleon Dynamite reference there. <laughs> and... And I think if you have a baby, maybe that should be on your checklist. You I'm think? just saying, like, wallet, phone, keys, uh, chapstick, baby. Yeah, wallet, phone, keys, chapstick. Now, Jonathan, uh, as the only one in the room here with a child, yeah. have you have you ever just, like, forgotten that your kid existed for a moment? 
Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm like about to get on this plane or. Yeah, all oh, the time, I'm, actually. Like, no, never. <laughs> oh. When that happens in movies, besides Home Alone, like, like my, I don't know what goes off, but like I start like freaking out as a parent. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I can't watch this. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's how you should feel. That's yeah. how you don't lose a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the feeling that stops you from losing oh. a baby. It's the worst. Oh, good Lord. Makes watching movies weird. In other news, uh, our guy Josh Arnold was just talking about the uh, the cannabis industry during uh, his update there, and this is not a name I expected to be involved in the cannabis industry. Martha Stewart, oh, has been hired shocked at all by this. as a cannabis advisor. Really, she hangs out with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that aren't her and Snoop like best friends? Well, they have a uh, they have a cookings and lifestyle show that they co-host together. I don't know where that is because I'd be watching that if I knew about that. Do you, does anybody know where this exists? Doesn't Martha Stewart have her own channel? Oh, does she? No, I thought she had. I thought there was a Martha Stewart channel. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But she is, uh, it's a deal that she has with Canopy and Sequential Brand Groups uh, Incorporated, which owns the Martha Stewart brand, will seek to leverage Stewart's knowledge of consumer products and the launch of products based on CBD, the non-psychoactive chemical found in marijuana. Sequential shares surged 51% to 1.81 to, I'm sorry, $1.81 in early trading. She says, I'm especially looking forward to our first collaboration together, which will offer sensible products for people's beloved pets, Stewart said. <laughs> Martha good. and Snoop's potluck dinner party can be seen on VH1. Really? Yeah. So she, okay, so she has a show then. All right. I don't know. Potluck. I, that's, a, that's clever. That is. That's very that's clever. Very clever. It ties in the food with the weed. I get Pot it. Potluck. I get it. So Martha Stewart's trying to get your pets high, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have to wrap with Royce here shortly. Yeah. And we have just enough time. If you want to know what happened. I do. At the end of the Bachelor season. Not only do I want to know, Phil Mackey, I need to know what happened at the end of the Bachelor season. Well, let's just skip ahead to the end because the season ended with these guys, Air Supply, performing live in Los Angeles on national TV. That's funny because I would like them to take the air supply out of that room where they were shooting that TV. Show. <laughs> uh, so, so first off, there's a. Uh, I, I want you to hit this because I just want to describe what or say what I labeled it as. There's a button on the wall saying, "God, that was cheesy." Please hit that. Hey, what's up? My name is Hannah G. G. Let me tell you about something that happened to me. Me was doing well on The Bachelor. Got the first impression rose. Had some steamy makeout scenes, but the ending really blows. Got to fantasy suite. Should I be his final pick? Couldn't wait to spend the night with his perfectly sculpted face. Oh. Before I got. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that here, was terrible. Here yeah. is the, she should be really imprisoned. Bad. Yeah, she should be put away the rest for of life. That is really bad. There's I'll, more. I'll give you the thirty it's like second a minute long. I'll give you the thirty second synopsis of how this thing ended. Because really, what we've all all we've really cared about for write that down purposes yes, on the show is right. Did Colton get out of the season as a virgin or not? Right. Did the streak stay alive? So he answered, uh, by the way, he begged Cassie to stay with him and introduced Cassie to his family. And they Cassie been is the one who rejected the him. show. Yep. Okay. And then he quit the show and broke up with the other two. That's when he, he went jumping over the wall to not have sex. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, he begged Cassie to stay with him. And so they've been together 
the last couple months, and they were together on the live show last night, and they say they're in love. And so Chris Harrison, uh-huh. the wonderful investigative <laughs> journalist that he is, right. host of The Bachelor, yes. asks, so Colton, what did happen in that fantasy suite? And after these two months, are you still a virgin? And Colton's answer was, I've been very open about my virginity up to this point in my life, but now that I'm with Cassie, I feel like that's best left between me and her. Hmm. Hmm. I I don't know what to do with our write that down prediction. I don't either. So, but he didn't. He definitely didn't. I mean, let's be honest. They've probably hooked up in the last two. In months. the last two months, sure. Well, I don't even know that the dude's twenty six and has had women throwing him at him, throwing themselves at him his entire life, and he's literally jumping over walls to not have sex. So <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it that he's that he's closed a deal in the last two months, but. He Cassie left before he had a chance to close that deal, right? No, no, no. Oh, so we don't he, know he, what no, happened he, with him and Cassie. No, we do. So Cassie's the one that he's with. Cassie's the one that he he, he right. He went back, but when they were her, in the fantasy suite, but they went back to the fantasy suite. They for this for last night they went back to the oh, fantasy suite. I, yeah, I left that part. Okay, out. I'm sorry. all right. They went back to the fantasy suite. All right, and and he said uh, we did what was best for our relationship, and then winked at the camera. But that's all we know. Uh, so we know. So I don't know if you, if I don't know who who gets the point and write that down because I I've got him having broken the streak and you've got him having not broken the streak. He winked into the camera. He winked into yeah, the he camera. Had that streak's okay. broken. <laughs> <laughs> you wink into the camera. That streak's broken. That's what it's a broken. guy. All right. Yeah, that's what a guy who just lost his virginity does. <laughs> 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 we, we wrap with Royce next. All right. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. Every day around this time, we wrap with our friend Patrick Royce, who is uh, down in Florida. And uh, Pat Judd, this is Judd's Christmas week. Judd goes bonkers yeah. for NFL, Vikings, uh, free agency. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Judd came down with an aggressive bout of the flu last night. And this is not going to be his Michael Jordan flu game. He uh, he's sitting out. But good news for you and the audience: Judbot three thousand has shown up to help us with the show today. Uh, okay. Would you like to hear from Judbot three thousand, Pat? Sure. Sure. Week, but I need to get something off my chest. The Minnesota Wild. The problem with the Wild is this: they're still gutless cowards, even after making those trades. How can you roll off five straight wins and then just lay down against Florida and San Jose? Pathetic. I'm done with this team. I need a drink. Well, there it is. <laughs> that is. That does. That's exactly. It uh, doesn't sound exactly like him, but the uh, the rhetoric is certainly familiar. Yes, that's for, that's for sure. I just hope he didn't leave the flu here in Florida. I was in his presence quite often. I don't. Uh, I don't want to be getting sick. Yeah, we're a little worried. Not not that the radio studios around here are ever petri dishes for no. people to get sick, uh-uh. you know, sharing microphones and stuff like that. Uh, the only guy who ever brought in his own uh, a condom for the microphone was Suchi. He always had his own. You know, he didn't he didn't let other people breathe into the uh, the thing we put on the what do we, what do we call it the muffler we put on the uh, the. the the uh, microphones there. Suits your suits brought his own. So have we done anything today? The Vikings, uh, uh, no offensive linemen yet. Uh, we're waiting for all uh, all of them to go off the board before we get one. We want to go get uh, 
the same kind of clowns they got a few years back. Who was the big luck that everybody thought was the, the guy who talked so much and couldn't play? Oh, Alex Boone. Alex Boone. And, and what other stiff did they bring in that same year? They brought in two stiffs that same year. Oh, uh, that center right? guy from the Giants, right? They, didn't they bring in the Giants? No, no, that was last year. That was last year. No, but uh, Boone, about three years ago, they went out and got two linemen and neither of them could play. Yeah. So uh, what are they... Uh, uh, they gotta do. They got money because they see the cap hit for Parr's only like because they given him thirteen million dollars signing bonus, and only the cap hit for this year is only what five point eight or something like that. So they got money. Why do? Why aren't they spending that on offensive linemen? Come on, fellas. They're not spending it. Period. Not. I mean, there's still there's still guys out there to to spend money on Pat. But yeah, they haven't acquired any offensive linemen. A couple of running backs just went off the board while we were sitting here doing the show today, and the Vikings. Could use a backup running back, but no, no action on that front either. Maybe Rick Spielman's out there in uh, on a boat uh, with Bill Belichick. <laughs> I agree with him on offensive line running backs. Their backups are a dime a dozen. You know, I, I don't think. Uh, you know, I was shocked that Murray. What Murray? What Murray gets seven million guaranteed? Something like that. I was. Uh, I guess they like him because he can catch a pass, and they're plus they're getting rid of Ingram down there in uh, New Orleans, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't worry about that. I just worry about, uh, fixing at least one of those big old holes in the offensive lineman with, with an offensive line with a non rookie, uh, would be my, how about the Packers, man? If Ted Thompson was dead, he'd be rolling over his grave. They're spending money like <laughs> drunken sailors over there. The Gutekunst, Brian Gutekunst, uh, Goody's kid is, uh, going nuts, uh, probably because yeah. of Mark Murphy, but, didn't they sign two D-backs from the Bears, right? Callahan and uh, the safety. And, uh, Amos, they, yeah. Uh, and, and Turner, the offensive lineman, a North Dakota State kid who was kind of a backup until this year. They gave him a bunch of money, and uh, they've, they've done all kinds of stuff over there. But meanwhile, uh, all we've done is uh, bring back Anthony Barr. What's, uh, what's going on? Maybe, uh, maybe the Vikings are adopting the Belichick uh strategy of waiting around for a week and let the dust settle and then start taking who's ever left over for the cheap amount of money that they have that those type of guys have to accept yeah i well it's the 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 second wave probably starts here pretty soon because i feel like 50 guys agreed to contracts in the last couple days but uh pat we want we want to also ask you because we we have time carved out here and we haven't done a lot of baseball the last couple days and byron buxton hit his fourth home run of spring training uh, today yeah. and is driven in 12. So can you just give us some baseball thoughts here as we wait for the Vikings to do something? I liked him uh, the first couple of games I saw him this year because, uh, you know, you saw him hit for years up here, Phil. He was not aggressive. He was he was, he, he hit as though uh, he was uh, basically afraid that he was going to somehow make it out. Uh, he wouldn't. That, so he'd take that strike one fastball. And then he, then he, then he panic and start swinging at anything after he got behind an account. Well, uh, he started, you know, when they threw him a good pitch to start is a bat here. The first few times I saw him this spring, he was just hacking at it and it wasn't any tentative swing to it. He was jumping at it, going at it. And it's almost like he's a guy who's said the hell with it. <laughs> and he's going to go back and take some hacks and uh, very few uh, check swings, by the way. I saw he had a check swing a couple of days ago. I saw a check swing, but that was about the first one I've seen from him. Used to have all kinds of check swings. Couldn't recognize pitches. I think he's spending less time 
uh, worrying, uh, you know, worrying about whether you recognize the pitch or not, and just kind of looking for anything over the plate and taking a hack. And, uh, and he, it's a much more aggressive swing. And when he gets aggressive, he gets quicker too. You know, obviously when he gets aggressive, he, he gets quicker and it doesn't look like his swings always look like it had three pieces to it and was too slow. And he's, you know, he's, he's much more aggressive at it now. Still a little armsy, but, uh, he looks pretty good, and uh, that that would uh, that would make a bit of a difference, wouldn't it? How much of it do you think is is just confidence and finally feeling like he belongs? Because I've seen no, our- I think it's like feeling that he doesn't belong. It's more like feeling these these guys didn't call me up in September. The hell with them. I'm going to go out and hit the ball as hard as I can when I see it, and I'm not going to worry about. Uh, I'm not going to go up there with should I have a leg kick? Should I do this? I'm not going to go up there. We're with eight new techniques, you know, and every week I don't get a hit, then I got to change my technique again. Got rid of that stupid leg kick, which just makes him slower to the ball and faster. And, uh, you know, he, everybody was always trying to carry him, Rami, and every time they got, they got his head full, so full of stuff that he couldn't hit at all. And I think he's cleaned out his head and just looking for the baseball and taking a hack. Yeah. Yeah, if he, I don't think they've really done anything with him. I think it's just, I think it's all him. I don't think it's any hitting coach. We we no. did uh, Derek and I on on the pitching side. Derek and I did a, a thirty minute touch 'em all podcast today. Uh, Scornorth dot com. If people want to go check it out, and we talked mostly about Wes Johnson and basically the the bet the Twins are making, Pat. It seems like they're saying. Well, we're not going to go out and get a bunch of Craig Kimbrels, and it's, it's not going to be a, a situation where we sign Dallas Keuchel and and improve this pitching thing with free agents. We're going to bring in the Wes Johnsons and and the Jeremy Hefners and the Josh Kulk analytics guys behind the scenes, and our new pitching philosophies are going to raise the water level for everyone, uh, the Mar- the Martin Perez's and everyone. A is that? Do you agree with that as the bet they're making? And B, like, what have what have you seen from Wes Johnson since you've been down there? How are players reacting to some of this stuff? I mean, he's a enthused little midget. He's a little tiny guy, about four <laughs> foot three, and uh, runs. There. Looks like a little like Herbie Villichwas, but he's running, you know, running around there. A little tiny guy jumps up, embraces guy, real enthused guy. Uh, I think I think they're getting more help. Like a Perez guy is getting more help from the analytics side than than. Than from a pitching coach, you know that. The, but uh, you, you're right. They, uh, you know, Falby supposedly that was his area of expertise at Cleveland pitching, and they did not. They did not. Uh, what I heard is they wanted to hire Wes Johnson two years ago, but they didn't think him and Molly would be a uh, fit at all. And uh, that this whole model of uh, pitching that they wanted to do, they didn't think that would fit with a. Uh, with uh, Molitor, uh, you know, an older baseball guy, and now they got their guy Baldelli in here. They brought in this guy, and we'll see. He had a reputation among old baseball scouts for uh, Tommy John surgeries, you know. So uh, yeah. at Mississippi State, he he says he didn't get fired. They say he did. So anyway, but uh, I I don't know. I I think that you know they did cure. Uh, Whatever they figured out with Annabelle Sanchez last year was working. Unfortunately, the Twins signed Lance Lynn and let him go, and they went and pitched great at Atlanta. And that's this, this, as I've said a few times here, Perez is this year's Annabelle Sanchez. This is he's the product of the analytical department. This uh, this uh, weird dude uh, that they got from Tampa, who's Mister Pitching. Yeah. 
Um, Kulk or Kulk or whatever. Josh Kulk, who they, who they, there's actually. I, I won't talk to you, by the way. The, uh, yeah. the people who were developing the Apple, uh, the uh, atom bomb in New Mexico didn't have as many secrets as this guy. <laughs> well, they had, so the, Jonah Carey wrote that book about the raise, the extra 2% a few years ago. And he yeah. said the same thing. Josh Kalk wouldn't speak, and no one with the Rays would speak to him about the book. But he did find out that Josh Kalk was told when the Rays hired him, delete your pitch FX blog and don't tell anyone what you're doing or where you like. Don't even tell your family oh, yeah. what you're well, doing. Well, there's some of that. You know, I I was telling you that they got this goofy machine up at the up at Target Field that's worth over a million dollars. And St. Pete wouldn't even tell me the name of it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, a, what did they call the atom bomb? I can't remember. A little, uh, whatever they call it, little Irby or whatever it was. And they got their yeah. own little Irby, and they don't want anybody else to know about it. Yep. It's, uh, it is amazing. All right, yeah. Pat. We'll talk tomorrow. Goodbye. All right. Yeah, it is. Well, hey, whatever they need to do to get an edge and be better at pitching, I don't really care. Do, it, do what you got to do. We've heard from uh, Judd Zolgad. On Twitter or on Twitter, he said we tweeted out Judbot three hundred has made his return today. He said every time I get sick, this Joker tries to take my job. He's so negative. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.